I'm Sarah Heiner, President of Bottomline Inc., the number one provider of expert-sourced, expert-vetted, expert advice that empowers your life. I'm thrilled to be talking today to Dr. Michael Bruce. His website is thesleepdoctor.com, but I call him Dr. Sleep. He's a clinical psychologist, diplomat of the American Board of Sleep Medicine, and fellow of the American Academy of Sleep. He's also the author of several books, including The Power of When. And you've probably seen Dr. Bruce on one of his many appearances on television, including on Dr. Oz and The Doctors. You can learn more about Dr. Bruce and his work at thesleepdoctor.com. So welcome, Michael. Thanks for talking to us. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right. So let's get really practical. Mattresses yep. and pillows and how, what bet. people need to know to buy them. I'm always shocked at the number of mattress advertisers that are out there. And it seems to have become like the biggest category about of 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 commercials <laughs> everybody yeah. on every corner is buy the right mattress buy the right mattress on radio on television is there like a, a revolution or evolution in mattress technology going on no there is not it's all the old same old stuff being shown in different ways it kind of drives me a little crazy to be honest with you because you walk into let's say a mattress retailer and there's 40 white fuzzy rectangles and none of them, you know, it, you, you don't know what's inside any of them. And it's almost impossible to comparison shop because what one store calls something could be identical to what another store calls it, but they change the name so consumers can't comparison shop. Well, and they all it's, look the same. As you said, they're white, they, they're white they're rectangles. Identical. Right. They're identical. And so it's very difficult for people to figure this out, number one. Number two there's a couple of just basic rules that you should understand when you're looking for a mattress. So what I thought I would do is kind of go into that first and then give people a way to go into a mattress store or online and figure it out. Perfect. So first of all, when you're thinking about a mattress, you need to look at the height and weight of the individuals that are going to be sleeping on the bed. Um, so if you usually you want to, um, you want to try to get the most supportive mattress for the heaviest person. So if you've got somebody that's 250 pounds who's sleeping next to somebody that's 130 pounds, you're really shopping for the 250-pound person because they require far more support for their back and spine than the 130-pounder will, will require. Now, if, the, if you pick a bed that's so firm for the 250-pounder that the 130-pounder person cannot sleep, then you can add a topper, which is about two or three inches of latex or memory foam or something like that to soften it up a bit and that's usually one of the ways that you can kind of work through that system so another one question. is can, we, there, can i before we go, go on this is a real question because you you talk about support you talk about contour you talk about comfort so what yeah. is support is support simply the firmness of a mattress basically yes people think of support and comfort as the same thing and they're not support is the bottom not eight to nine inches of the mattress Support is found either with springs, with memory foam, with latex, or with air or water. Those are the five kind of things. And to be very honest with you, almost all support is roughly the same. And what is it? Spring, it sounds so weird. Like, what is it supporting? It's, you know, is it, it is supporting, supporting the, your head? It is supporting your head, neck, and spine to be in a neutral position based on your sleep position. So I can so if you're bend a, into the mattress somewhat. It lets it lets my body soak into the mattress a little bit so that it stays it, it evens out versus if I was laying almost. on the floor. So here's how you need to look at it is you go from the bottom up. So the first eight to nine inches are support. The next two to three inches are comfort. 
Comfort is usually some type of latex or foam that will contour to your body and that is sitting on top of a fairly rigid but somewhat flexible support layer like springs or memory foam or something like that. It's like building a sandwich, basically. So is there a rule of thumb by weight that, um, you know, that the heavier you, you are, the more firmness you need in your mattress so that if you're 100 exactly. pounds, you should never get a firm mattress because you're just not going to be able to bend those coils? That's correct. Okay. That is correct. Got it. All right. Now, there is an option for people which are air beds where you can change the firmness on either side. Um, and that can be very good. When you've got more than a 75 to 100 pound weight difference between you and your bed partner, an air mattress might be actually better for you. And when I say an air mattress, I'm not talking about the camping kind. I was just going to ask you those blow up things that I have all over yeah. my house. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like Select Comfort is one brand. There's a couple of brands out there that make mattresses that actually expand and contract the air inside a traditional looking mattress. Okay. I never realized that those were, I'll call it air coils or something, air centers surrounded by whatever it was surrounded. Okay, cool. They're actually called air baffles. All right. So I interrupted you before, though, when I came back to support. So we've got, mm -hmm. um, where are we going next? I literally so lost the place. Uh -huh. So when we're looking at somebody's weight, we want it to be firmer, right? The next thing you want to look at um, is comfort and, and whether or not temperature is a big deal for you. Memory foam sleeps hot. I don't care what anybody out there says. And if you think that the memory foam with gel infused in it sleeps any cooler than regular memory foam, it doesn't. Memory foam is a heat reactive foam. And so when a body lies on a piece of memory foam, the memory foam pulls away from it, that body, which causes a contour, which allows your body to sink in and feel that level of support. The problem is, is if you're, a, if you're somebody that generates a lot of heat, I personally generate a tremendous amount of heat from my body and so when I sleep on a memory foam mattress, it's terrible. Um, I, I basically become insulated and I start sweating like crazy. And it's a very, it's not a good experience for me. So what's, so, the, what's the fabric in the pillow tops? Or when they talk about, you talked about these toppers that you can get put onto a, a firm mattress. So there's lots of different materials that you can have in a topper or in a pillow top. Um, and some of it can be moisture wicking. Some of it can be cooling. Um, things like that. The big thing to remember about when you see a mattress that says it's cooling, generally speaking, that means it's been treated with a chemical on the top of it that will allow for heat to dissipate a little bit more quickly. So you need to also think about whether or not you're comfortable sleeping on a chemical or not. Yeah, no, thank you. But the, so, um, cause there is generally it's the foam toppers that, that you'll get. So if I, almost if I every have... topper is a foam topper, but it isn't necessarily memory foam. So the big misconception that's out there is that all foam that's out there is memory foam. Okay. It's not. You can actually make foam out of a whole lot of different materials. My personal favorite is latex. Uh, latex has got a lot of spring to it. It's got a lot of contour to it, and it also dissipates heat really well. It's also made from the uh, rubber tree, so it's got more of a natural kind of feel to it and a natural kind of more echo story to it, which okay. is something that I personally So you look for latex foam if it says is memory foam an ingredient that you'd look for that memory foam is made out of a specific ingredient or does it is it like a brand name that it says memory foam so it's, that it's not made out of a specific ingredient per se there's different ways to make memory foam everybody calls it memory foam the biggest thing you want to be careful about is you just don't want memory foam all the way at the surface as the very last inch and a half if if temperature is a big deal for you now if temperature doesn't matter to you then memory foam mattresses might be perfect. 
Um, I've got some patients who've got torn discs and memory foam works fantastic because it keeps them in one spot and they don't have temperature as an issue for them. So again, as you said, right at the beginning of what we were talking about, this is a complicated process, but I do have a way that people can choose what matches works best for them. Okay. A couple of things that you want to do. So number one, show up at the store at about 7.30 at night after a full day of work when your body is swollen, achy, and ready to go to sleep. Show up in uh, very loose clothing, sweatpants, scrubs, whatever it is that you want to do. Remove your shoes. Make sure you're wearing socks. Bring your pillow and get into your starting sleep position. By the way, before you show up at the store, you need to have picked out two or three brands of mattresses that you think kind of catch your eye or you like their marketing or it makes sense to you. Ask the, ask the attendant in the store exactly where those mattresses are and then ask them to leave you alone for the next 20 minutes that you're gonna be trying out the beds um, for about five to seven minutes each and then you'll come back to them and ask them questions. And before you go in, you, you really have to want, literally walk away from, oh, it's gonna be embarrassing. Because yes. you feel stupid, you go in, you're laying around in the store. Yeah, exactly. Right. And the last thing you want is a salesperson saying, how does it feel? How does it feel? How does right. it feel? Like, who cares? Leave me alone. I want to I want to kind of get into the bed. So you lie down and you with your own personal pillow, and that might be two or three pillows, by the way, if you put a pillow between your legs and one under your arm. Whatever you do at home, you want to do this in the store. Lay down and lay there. Set your timer on your phone for five full minutes. Close your eyes and just relax. Once the alarm goes off, rotate to another position for another two to five minutes. And then on a pad and a pencil, write down a scale of one to 10 how you like that bed. Do not show it to your bed partner who should be right next to you. you. They should not be trying different beds than you. You need to know what it's like when somebody gets in and out of the bed. You need to know what it's like when you're lying with somebody. Then move to your next bed within two to three minutes and then do the same process five to seven minutes. Then move to the next bed at five to seven minutes. Then compare with your bed partner. You will be surprised at which one you probably both choose. So when you're doing your research beforehand and you're looking at the different brands, I've had people say to me that they're all the same, that they're all in fact manufactured at the same place. Is that true? No, there are, right now there are probably three, three to four major manufacturers and then there are probably 50 or so independent manufacturers who make beds. Yeah, these so new there's niche a lot things. of people. Like the, the new, these ones that they're, they're doing direct online, but I'm talking about like the Certas and the, you know, the classic Correct. brands. Right. That all of yeah, those. Yeah, like Serta, Simmons, Klupp, right. Stearns and Foster, like all of those are made by different people. They are. So they are, absolutely. Now, there has been a large merger in the world of mattresses and Temper Sealy is now a brand and Serta Simmons is now a brand. So those major manufacturing houses have actually combined forces. Um, and believe it or not, there's actually very few mattress retailers anymore. There's one mattress retailer that seems to have kind of taken over called Mattress Firm. They have about 2,300 stores um, across the United States. So those are the ones that you see like on every corner. So, um, and then, of course, there are the bed in a boxes that you can buy offline or online. Which sounds rather risky based on what you're saying you need to do to be able to test out a mattress, even though they say well, you can try it in your home for 30 days or whatever. Well, so here's what I would say about that. So first of all, the tryout periods, some of them are as long as a year. Like you can try this bed for a year and still return it. Almost, almost none of them are 30 days. They're all like 99 to 100 days or more. That's number one. Number two, if you're buying a bed for a guest room, 
I don't think it matters if you buy your bet online. Um, I don't I don't think it does at all. Um, if you're a younger individual, like let's say you're in your 20s and you're fairly healthy and resilient, um, you probably don't need an unbelievably specialized, specialty, high-priced bed. Your body will be able to sleep on one of those probably quite easily. Um, it really starts to make a difference after you get married, have another person sleeping in the bed, start to have children, then you start to have aches and pains, you start to have different medical issues going on. That's really when a lot of these um, more specialty beds can be uh, very valuable in terms of increasing the overall quality of your sleep. How about beds that have bed heat? Do they have bed heaters or mattress pad, mattress uh-huh. pad heaters and things like that? Back to, sure. you know, we Electric were, we were blankets, talking in a different conversation about um, temperature of the bed. Is it good to warm up the bed beforehand and invest in those? I personally hate them. Um, and again, it's all about keeping cool to allow you to fall asleep. So the cooler, the better. Now, if you've got Raynaud's syndrome or you're a, you're a cold, <coughs> excuse me, a person who has a tendency to be cold, then of course, having an electric blanket can be quite helpful. But generally speaking, there's no requirement for heat to sleep. In fact, it's just the opposite. All right, and thing that was shocking to me, I always thought that beds last 15, 20 years, and you say that you should get rid of them in eight years, seven, eight years? Yep. What happened? So, well, you're not thinking about it the right way. It's not that the bed is no longer effective, it's that your body has changed. Ah, okay. Okay, when you look at a mattress that's lying on the side of the road, it doesn't turn to dust, okay? There's no like turkey timer that pops on the side of a mattress that says, hey, time to get a new bed. Beds will last forever, um, 15, 20 years. However, your body changes and the support characteristics that are necessary for your body will change over time. This is why generally speaking, seven to eight years is really the maximum that I have anybody um, stay on one sleep surface at a time because quite frankly, it just isn't effective. That's like a mind blower to me. It's so funny. I went into a, a very high-end mattress store recently uh-huh. because our, our mattress was 15, 20 years, it was old. And sure. the guy talked me out of it. He talked me into just getting a topper. He said, why do you think your mattress needs to be replaced? And I said, well, it's 15, 20 years old. He goes, yeah, if it's not breaking down, it's fine. Right, But exactly. to flip that whole thought about the sleeper, wow. That's amazing. And you said don't cheap out on the bed. Here's the thing is you're going to this is the only piece of furniture that you will spend time on almost every single night that you are in your home. Probably every single night that you're in your home and you're on it for longer than any other piece of furniture in the house. Quite frankly, it should be one of the most expensive purchases that you make other than a car or the home itself. Because this is the thing that is actually supporting you and your body all night long. I mean, anywhere from six to eight hours, right? People spend thousands of dollars on couches and chairs and dining rooms and all these different things. And then they say, oh, what's the cheapest mattress that I can have? Nothing could be worse. Here's how I think of it. Sleep is a performance activity. So I'm a runner, okay? And when I run, I can run a race in flip-flops with torn shorts and a boom box on my arm, but my time's not going to be too good. But if I've got my, my running shoes on, my dry fit wear, my music in my ears, my time is better and I perform better. The same holds true with sleep. If you have the right equipment, you will sleep better, period. Great perspective. We're going to take a break and we're going to talk about pillows. Back in a minute. I'm talking to Dr. Michael Bruce, one of the foremost experts on sleep. Dr. Bruce says, 
Everything you do, you do better with a good night's sleep. But sadly, Americans are struggling to get that good night's sleep, and it's affecting their mood, their health, their family, and even their job. Michael has been providing Bottom Line's readers with tips to improve their sleep for many years. His insights appear regularly in our flagship publication, Bottom Line Personal, which is filled with information from America's leading experts on not just overcoming insomnia and the importance of a good night's sleep, but on all aspects of your life, including living a healthy life, travel, insurance, retirement planning, smart tax strategies, and so much more. Bottom Line Personal has been helping people lead more informed and vibrant lives for over 40 years with our actionable and double fact-checked advice. Subscribe today and get a free bonus book, Bottom Line's Best Bets, full of some of the greatest tips from our experts of all time. Just go to bottomlineinc.com forward slash BLP. That's bottomlineinc.com forward slash BLP. We're talking to Dr. Michael Bruce, thesleepdoctor.com, and we're talking about how to buy a mattress, and now we're going to talk about how to buy a pillow, which is far more complicated than I ever imagined. I'm thinking it's a pillow. No big deal, but no, there's a lot of details and questions that people need to know about Dr. Bruce. So what are the three things they need to ask? So there's three questions that I think people could ask that will help them pick a pillow better. And in uh, actually my first book, Beauty Sleep, I actually have a graphic uh, to show people how this whole thing works. Number one, squishy or firm? That's the very first question you just have to ask yourself. Do you like something that's super duper squishy or do you like something that's a little bit on the firmer side, more foam, memory foam, latex foam, foamish type of thing? So that's where you, you split off first. Second thing you want to look and at doesn't is doesn't matter? Start- you don't, that's purely no, personal preference. Matter. Okay. It does not matter. I will tell you there is one instance where it could matter and that's for people who um, again, sleep very, very hot um, because you release a lot of uh, heat through your head. Sleeping on a memory foam block of cheese type of thing can be difficult. Can that um, also be bad cause... for kids with, with acne if you have skin issues to sleep on a um, foam pillow? I've never heard of that, although I will tell you that there is now a pillow case out there that actually has been shown clinically to help with acne because of something that it's got inside of it. Um, I don't know what that chemical is, but supposedly it's been helpful. But, um, but I've never heard of any acne per se, um, other than the fact that kids are sweating a lot. And so that could actually have something to do with it, I guess, on the outside. Now, your the definition of, squ- wait, let's stay on squishy for a second. Sure. Um, because I like the pillow to, to like squish and flatten and then get under. But your definition of squishy is actually that it pops back up. So it's not Correct. about how much can you squish it into a ball like it, it can take Wonder Bread and squish it into a little ball. Exactly. All right. So you want um, what you want to what you want to do is you want to, you just want it, do you want it to be malleable or or where you can change the form or do you want it to basically be a set form which would be a you know a rectangle basically. Okay. Um, the second thing is what is your starting sleep position? Okay. So if you're a side sleeper, then you need a pillow. You want your nose to be directly in line with your sternum, which is the center of your chest. So that being said, you need a pillow that's thick enough to, to compensate for the space between your ear and the outer part of your shoulder. Okay? Yep. If you're a back sleeper or a stomach sleeper, you would never want a pillow that was that thick. You want a much thinner pillow, probably about a two to three inch maximum um, height pillow. Um, and in those cases, um, it'll, be, it'll be much better because you don't want a very thick pillow if you're a back sleeper because it'll push your chin into your chest and it'll be harder to breathe, and it'll give you neck strain, which will prevent you from getting into deep sleep. 
If you're a stomach sleeper, you certainly don't want a thick pillow. Most stomach sleepers actually don't even sleep with a pillow um, because that will actually, not only is your neck pushed all the way to a 45 degree angle, or maybe it's a nine, I guess it's a 90 degree angle, but then it would be raised and causing significant strain on your neck. How about support for your neck? If you're a side sleeper, support for your neck so that, because you need more thickness kind of up in the crook of your neck than you do. That's why you have the thicker pillow. That'll automatically give you more support for your neck. But it has to be really squishy. Because some of those squishy pillows don't really squish down so well. Right. Again, it just all the personal preference is firm or squish. After that, it's thickness for for sleep position. So if you're a back or a stomach sleeper, it's thin. If you're a side sleeper, it's thick. And then the final question you want to ask is about temperature. So are you a hot sleeper? If you are a hot sleeper, you really want to avoid memory foam. Um, and you really want to stick to um, down, down alternatives, uh, things like that. Got it. And you say that you should actually replace your pillows. Makes sense. Yes, they do. Now, how about replacement time? You sh- it shocks me that you say that you should replace a pillow in 18 months. Right. So especially if you like the squishy variety, the structural integrity of the pillow itself, your, your head weighs about eight pounds. And so having an eight-pound bowling ball on this thing for six, seven, eight hours a night will over the course of you know 18 months or so damage the structural integrity of the pillow. And remember, a pillow is a bed for your head. It's really to keep your head aligned with your spine in order to allow all those muscles to relax. And so every 18 months or so, it makes sense. If you have a memory foam pillow or, or a thicker um, foam-based pillow, you can probably go about three years, but you really don't want to go past that. Do I need to pay a lot of money for a pillow? Pillows are expensive. Like some of the prices. I are would crazy. argue that if you're gonna, the easiest way to take a twenty-five hundred dollar bed and turn it into a twenty-five dollar bed is to have a twenty-five dollar pillow on it. So what if is, you're gonna spend the money for a bed, spend the money for a pillow. And how much? Do, this is so weird because again, how how far is it from here to there? Um, how much does a good pillow cost? Because they they're such I can, a range. I would tell you that you, you could find a really good pillow for probably around a hundred dollars or less. And how about people if they multiple pillows? Should people yeah, sleep multiple, with multiple pillows? Well, again, you don't. So, as an example, if you, I would put the most expensive pillow under my head, and I would put the least expensive pillow between my legs, type of thing, you know, or use an older pillow for between your legs. Now, you don't have to buy a hundred dollar pillow. I mean, there are plenty of great fifty dollar pillows out there. But you know, once you start getting below fifty bucks, you're really looking at stuff that's just not. It's just not great. It's not going to last. It's not going to give you the support you need. So it'll just last a fraction of the time, so I'm going to be replacing it more rapidly. Exactly. Got it. All right, so let's talk about pillows. So should I, so there's one pillow for my head. Like I'm a two-pillow person, or I'll start out with two pillows. So what's the, is there an optimal number of pillows, or how do you decide, and some people sleep with body pillows, and you just talked about pillows between your legs. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all personal preference, and it has everything to do with your spinal health and your overall level of fitness. So if you're overall a fit person and you're in good spinal health, you probably don't need more than one pillow, maybe two, if, if you're a back sleeper. Um, actually, if you're a back sleeper, you probably only ever need one pillow. If you're a side sleeper, um, most people need one pillow, and it depends on, there are two types of side sleepers. There are people whose hands kind of cross uh, over their, the front of their body and they kind of uh, put their hands down by their groin, or there are people who have one arm that's raised, kind of like Superman, um, and they have the pillow tucked in between their arm and their head, right? 
So if you're a Superman side sleeper, actually you need a thin pillow, uh, not a thick one. If you're a, what I call a soldier side sleeper where you're you know, kind of standing at attention with your arms in front, then you need a thicker pillow. And then does, do body, body pillows help or, again, hips as you get older? I love older body pillows, for your um, hips especially where... for pregnant women. Um, women who are going through pregnancy are, you know, whatever we can do to help them sleep is going to be valuable. And I love body pillows for them. I think they work quite well. And how about those little neck roll pillows? I'm a big neck support person. Mm -hmm. And so, so this is a great example of how you can do something to, to actually help yourself quite a bit. So let's say that you're traveling and you show up at a hotel um, and, you've, and you have a neck pillow that you used on the airplane, I recommend using it in the hotel um, in conjunction with whatever pillows they may have. Because number one, the pillows that they have might not be so great. Usually, by the way, pillows in hotels are overstuffed. The reason that they're overstuffed is because it makes them last longer. So I generally, actually, usually, I, a lot of times, if I'm going someplace for more than two days, I'll bring my own pillow. Um, and if I'm not, I'll use my neck pillow um, as well as their pillow in order to give myself additional neck support. If you don't have a neck pillow or that's uncomfortable, if you go into the bathroom and you get uh, the medium towel, so not the, not the bath towel and not the washcloth, but like the hand towel, you can roll it up and you can actually place it inside the pillowcase and it'll give you a little bit of extra support um, on, the, on the horizon or the long part of the pillowcase. Gotcha. Um, and how about sleeping on an incline? So it's great for reflux. When you sleep on an incline, it actually helps keep the, the constituents of your stomach inside your stomach. So that's usually, um, that's usually what I, I would recommend. So, but does it have any other, other than that for quality of sleep or anything else or just for reflux people? It's really primarily for reflux. All right. Dr. Michael Bruce, all the fa everything we ever needed to know about mattress buying and pillow buying. Thank you so very much, thesleepdoctor.com.